Welcome to Grain IQ. I'm Chad Moyer. In this bonus episode, we'll break down the wheat quality tour that takes place across Oklahoma, Kansas, Nebraska, and Colorado, and look at how the data from those tours impacts your marketing plan. All of that and more in this bonus episode of Grain IQ with Mike Zuzalo from Global Commodity Analytics. Mike, let's start to put wheat in perspective with the other crops, and maybe we can do that with uh, talking about stocks, just where we sit, uh, and, and put it into relation with corn and soybeans. Uh, uh, kind of kick off that discussion, I guess. What, where is wheat? Uh, what sort of uh, situation does wheat find itself in? Yeah, and this is a really interesting dynamic, and the next 60 days could be very, very volatile. And I know we've had volatility, but USDA's average price in their WASDE report last week, Chad, was $8 a bushel. If you look at a new crop wheat price right now and use an average basis like they do, you're talking about $4.50 or $5.50 a bushel uh, when it comes to the wheat price. And so if you use just the top end number of $5.50, you're talking about a situation where you've got well over $2 of discount in the cash new crop price already with July soft red wheat at 60, at right around $6. And if you use a 50, 60 cent basis, that's where I get that 550 level at. You wouldn't know that based upon where we are on stocks right now. And if you look at the major exporters supplies right now, you look at China's supplies right now, what you really see is a multi-year low. Looking at this chart right now, that major wheat ending stocks of major exporters goes back to 2014, 2015 marketing year. We are down below that level. And uh, so we're looking at literally a 10-year shortfall in terms of major exporters and their ending stocks this coming new crop 23-24 year. And that's even with the crop tour and maybe not dialing in enough yield reduction or acreage abandonment here in the United States. All right. Well, let's uh, since you brought it up, let's go ahead and, and talk about that wheat tour, uh, just what it is, what it means, uh, what sort of data it's going to give the producer in order to uh, start plugging away at their marketing plan. Uh, first of all, describe the importance of the uh, the uh, every May there is a wheat quality tour that goes through Kansas, parts of Oklahoma and maybe some other states, too. But what what is the importance of that? What are we looking for? Number one, first and foremost, is Kansas, even though it's hard red wheat, is essentially 25% of all of the U.S. wheat production. And so you have all these different classes, but it really does begin and end in Kansas. Now, obviously, the last 10 years, we put in a lot more corn acres in my state, and we've taken away from wheat acres. That is because of the price, and that's because of the improvement in genetics and corn. We're still the wheat state, but we're also a corn state now, especially after 2012 and that drought in the central and eastern Corn Belt. But getting back to what you're asking is, first and foremost, is Kansas is the major wheat state. And if you have a problem in Kansas, you can't really have problems anywhere else in the country. And that's where USDA is putting in an 11% greater production for soft red wheat. That would be mostly Missouri and then east of the Mississippi River. Um, These are going to be extremely important states this year because of the problems that both the quality tour found and the USDA found, both of them coming in at about 29 to 30 bushels to an acre. All right. So let's take uh, this year and we'll use it as our as our example, as our math problem. So what did we learn this year and and how do we plug that into um, into a plan, uh, you know, that would give us a a value and allow us to make some decisions on marketing corn or soybeans? Yeah, my personal belief right now is the market is pricing in 
an improvement in the crop because rains are starting to fall in some of the driest areas of Kansas and northern Oklahoma. My belief, especially after the wheat tour has concluded, is many of those acres will not improve and that abandonment will continue. And in fact, if they get enough rain and the pattern truly shifts, I have heard from producers in those areas that they may rip their wheat up and go ahead and try and plant something like a soybean or a sunflower or sorghum because they do have the potential for greater uh, rainfall and weather pattern change as they get into the middle part of the summer. And so my expectation is we go lower either in harvested acres again or we go lower in yield, one or the other. The abandonment number that USDA used for the Kansas state yield was 81% harvested into planted acres. The normal is about 90, 93%. I think they could come down in either harvested acres because of that number and the abandonment being higher, or they could just cut the yield back, especially given that we are seeing a drought form in the northwestern part of the country where the winter white wheat is mainly grown. That's something to also keep an eye on. Okay. Um, and we've got one more chart that we kind of want to walk through, too. And this is the difference, uh, like what you were talking, between uh, the difference between hard red and soft red wheats. Uh, take me through this chart. What does that mean, I guess, you know, for us that, are, uh, that want to market grain, specifically small grains, wheat? What, what's the relationship? How does that affect how we market? Yeah, this is going to be probably the most important chart in the next 30 to 45 days as we actually get in the fields and harvest hard red wheat first and then soft red wheat because what the funds have done here and traders have done have taken the hard red wheat premium to a historic level against soft red wheat. This chart shows on a weekly basis lead month hard red minus soft red and earlier before the May contracts went off the board we were dealing with 275 280 a premium in hard red wheat $2.80 a bushel premium in hard red minus soft red and you notice almost the near vertical climb we made in the hard red market now keep in mind a lot of that time that was going on the flat price was actually steadier going lower so the trade chose to sell hard red less than soft red and still made this chart look like the hard red had almost a $3 premium to soft red. Do we see that correct here as we get into harvest or does hard red keep that massive premium because the yields and the abandonment are so much higher than normal? This is a really big chart, I think, in the next two months. All right. Very good. Uh, we're kind of nearing the end of this episode. So I guess, uh, you know, what we try and do is take it right down to the boots on the ground level. Right, Mike? Uh, this this discussion that we've had in wheat so far uh, here today, how does this play into our overall grain marketing plan? What are the tidbits from wheat that we can take to help us with corn and soybeans? Yeah, excellent way to wrap up here. And, and again, thanks for having me, Chad. I, I this past week recommended, uh, or week or, week or 10 days ago, seven days ago, recommended livestock feeders to get their new crop corn bought at this $5, 525 area. We had been at them 520, 525 when I made that recommendation, doing that in December corn options, because I think the wheat is nearing a bottom. And I think the corn has fallen enough at this stage because of that spread that the wheat will stop being such a feed competitor. So livestock people out there, ranchers out there especially, not only look at your selling price for feeders and fats, but think about covering your feed needs if we really are getting close to a long-term low. All right. Very good. Any final thoughts? Uh, you know, kind of, again, our small grain special, especially focusing on uh, winter wheat. Um, uh, <laughs> 
take take away notes. You know, if we're yeah. if we're listening to this in November or you know some other month, um, again, this all kind of ties together. You you have to make something fit your own operation, right? It, it really does, and, and wheat is the global commodity, in my opinion, Chad. And I, I just can't tell you how um, happy I am that you're doing this grain IQ series because I really think it's helping. I, I would say that if you want to learn more. Uh, go to my website. This is 25 plus years of analysis and 20 minutes, and I don't expect everybody to catch it right at the very first time. But go to globalcomresearch.com. It's globalcom with two M's, research.com, and take a look at signing up for a two-week trial or give me a call. The, the number's on the website. Again, joining us was Mike Zuzalo, Global Commodity Analytics, on this bonus episode of Grain IQ. I'm Chad Moyer. Grain IQ is a production of the Nebraska Rural Radio Association with support from the Nebraska Soybean Board. It is brought to you in part by Nebraska soybean farmers and their checkoff. Grain IQ is hosted by Chad Moyer and produced by Rebel Seclocha. It is written and edited by Alex Makovica. Our project manager is Bryce Duskid. You can listen to Grain IQ on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or online at ruralradionetwork.com.